Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today I'm going to be speaking about heat, fire, and how many ways fire or heat has been used over the generations that has helped to heal us, um, improve our lives, as well and as used for ceremonies. I'm also going to be speaking to you about foods that create heat in the body that could help um, boost our metabolism and improve digestion. With that being said, you're listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is www.atawithalice.com. Ata is A-T-H-A with Alice.com. And Ata means right here, right now. Right here, right now, I'm going to start speaking to you about fire. Fire in Sanskrit is known as Agni. Agni is the fire god and he is, his blessings are basically to help us improve digestion, uh, true knowledge and worldly riches, acquisition of inner powers through yoga and freedom from debasing desires and habits. Agni is one of the most important gods in ancient Hindu philosophy. Um, he's, he's the god of fire, and his flame is thought to dwell in each of us. Um, all right, we all kind of say sometimes we have fire in the belly, but Agni is also believed to bring us energy and life as we digest our food. It is said that flame ignites the stars in the sky and brings light to our planet through the sun. So even though uh, Agni was revered by the ancient Hindus um, and a number of sacred books are dedicated to him, um, he has been known to give to the rich and the poor alike uh, to help us warm our homes. Um, he's been used in ancient Hindu ceremonies. Um, in the Rig Veda, the first uh, basic ancient philosophy books that were that we have written uh, from 1500 BC, the, in the Rig Veda, the fire ceremony is used. So the ancient Hindus would basically sit around in a circle surrounding a fire um, and they would do ceremonies and sometimes the ceremonies, ceremonies were called the yagna that was a ceremony that there was fire and they would sacrifice maybe an animal um, but they would also say their prayers ask for what they want at the fire ceremony they may do their physical practice their yoga practice around uh around the fire so to help them create heat so Agni helps us to create heat. Now, what's important, and I'm going to speak to you from the yoga perspective, in yoga, it's very important that we don't use fire, basically, we don't create heat that is too much. We want to, we, we want to contain it. So in yoga, it's really important that we explore the balance between how much effort and how much effortlessness goes into our practice. See, um, the word tapas it also means heat, austerity, and discipline. So not just heat, the discipline is very important 
because we need to find the middle ground as to not overdo it and not not and and relaxing so not overdoing it and relaxing so we're not pushing ourselves um to the point of burnout we need to be very mindful what the body needs in each pose basically so that we can form a deeper connection with ourselves um so managing fire is really important. Managing um, the heat in the body is really important. Managing fire that it doesn't get out of control. So as I said, they used to have fire ceremonies. Somebody would have to make sure that the fire didn't go out. It had just enough heat to keep it going, but also had to make sure that the fire doesn't burn out of control. We've all seen fires burn out of control. Um, but also the heat helps us to burn away impurities. So in yoga, getting back to the yoga practice, when we heat up the body, it starts to burn away impurities. So we, it helps us to rid the body of toxins. We all sometimes know about the metabolism and when the metabolism gets stoked in the morning, when you break fast, so breakfast, when you break fast, you shouldn't be eating the grand slam breakfast. You know, you shouldn't be eating pancakes, bacon, eggs, toast, waffles, you name it, blah, 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 sausage, bacon, the whole business. You want to break fast a little at a time to stoke the fire gently. Otherwise, you stomp out the flame. You know, if you eat all of that food, it's going to take days to burn up all that crap. So we break fast gently. If you've ever gone on a fast, when you break fast, and even like, you know, um, the Jewish people on Yom Kippur, the next day when they eat for the first time after a 24-hour period, they have like a, a, a light bagel, um, uh, a piece of toast, and maybe a little fish or something like that. For me, break fast means fruit. Um very, very light so that I'm not, I'm not putting a whole bunch of heavy stuff in. So breaking fast lightly with maybe some berries, maybe, um, lemon water, maybe, you know, again, some, maybe even if you're just doing a, a bowl of oatmeal, uh, just not too much. So you break fast so you can stoke the fire in the belly and get the embers burning. And that starts the metabolism for the day. So managing the fire, managing the fire, the equilibrium to spark it, to get it started, to fuel what sustains us. Because if we eat too much, then we can't move for the rest of the day. You've all been there at Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, some big stupid holiday where there's enough food to feed an army and you eat and the next minute you're like, oh, I got to sit down, I can't breathe. You know, like you've eaten way too much and then the, the, the blaze is like out of control, but the balance of our bodies are out of control. So you want to be really mindful to light the fire within and you know, to understand that it, it's much more about um, containing it to help us build the strength and stamina we need, not just for the physical body, but for the mental body. Because when we don't feel good, we can't think of anything else but the fact that we don't feel good. Oh, I feel, I overate, I'm gonna die, you know, like that kind of thing. 
But so this is why we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to overdo our yoga practice. We don't want to overdo the eating thing. So this is what I'm getting at as fire has been used for that, like creating heat in the body. But so the getting back to the ceremonies, fire in the ceremonies, um, even in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, there's a quote saying, you become enlightened by Agni. Um, it, it has created energy and life. The, um, like I said earlier, the flames that help to ignite the stars, the burning of the sun, which has helped to lit up, it lights up the planet. It, it brings light, which helps the plants to grow, flowers, vegetables, fruits. So without that light, we would be hungry because those fruits and vegetables and plants and flowers wouldn't grow. Um, again, sustained, and yet it goes out at night, the moon comes up, and so everything has a chance to rest. The equilibrium of the, the heat and maintaining that, that heat. So the ceremony, getting back to the ceremony, um, it has been used, so again, around, sitting around a campfire or around a fire. Um, I've gone to ceremonies where we write down things that we no longer want in our lives on little pieces of paper. And when we throw them into the fire at the ceremony, they are said to be burned away. So we no longer hold on to them and we could burn away that which doesn't serve us anymore. Um, and so I want to talk about fire as, um, as also fire in your belly, creative, um, not just burning calories, but gut strength. Um, so it also it can, it can fire sometimes if somebody's got a fiery personality, they, they may be angry. You ever hear of Ayurvedic? They say if there's too much heat, you're pitta. So you need some cooling. If you're too cold, you need more pitta. You know, if you're more kapha, more slothful. So what fire can do for us is it actually, this anger or fire, is sometimes it's what we need to pull us out of lethargy, sloth, hopelessness, or doubt. It helps us to overcome fear by... Um, Setting a boundary on uh, only, you know, so we don't, again, setting a boundary, enough fire that it, it can, it can stoke us forward, but to not express too much anger, safe to express your anger, but use it as a positive force. Um, it's okay to let yourself be angry, but give yourself the permission to unleash as long as, as long as it's not directed at anyone else. Um, so we see it as sacred. Um, it's just like seeing the sunshine after the rain. Um, you know, changing how we feel about a situation. Any, like fire can help propel us forward. That's, that's what I want to get to. So the heat, pressure to purify, uh, burning within. So you know how they have to heat up gold to make it more pure and valuable, how they heat up diamonds, they create pressure so the diamonds become more valuable. The same thing I want to get at as with that heat and fire in within us, that if we create enough heat within us, we can get stronger. It propels us forward. So 
for me, like I go to take hot yoga classes. So not only is it hot in the room, when I practice, it's easier for me to create heat on the outside as well as heat on the inside. I start off slowly. So in yoga, it's really important that maybe you start off with a couple of sun salutations. They call them sun salutes to warm up the body and center your mind before beginning a full sequence. The goal is not to build up too much heat that you start to resemble an uncontrolled wildfire, but rather to stoke the inner flames within us just to find the sweet spot um, that you feel enough, uh, that you feel like the the balance between, you know, steady and ease that you're not burning out of control. Just like with anything else, we don't, we don't want to see a a burning building. We don't want to see things burning out of control. That's dangerous. It it causes death. Um, A personal story for me as a little girl, I was in elementary school and uh, it was in Staten Island at the time. And uh, we were eating lunch in the cafeteria. And the, a kid in my class used to go home for lunch, and his house was right across the street. There was some sort of explosion in his house. And him and his siblings and his mom came running in. The house was a huge blaze right across the street. We could all see it. And I was in the second grade at the time. I remember being terrified that the flames were going to come across the street and get to the school. That's how close the street was um, to his house from school. It was very, very skinny street and the house went up huge, huge flames. And um, I was traumatized. They came running in, you know, with black all over them, scared, crying. But later on that afternoon, we all got on the bus, any of the kids who took the bus home. And um, I sat on the bus on the side of the bus that faced the house and on the front steps of that house was the dog that had perished in the fire and they had left the dead dog on the stoop. As a seven-year-old little girl, I remember being absolutely traumatized. I cried and cried and to this day at 59 years old, I'm still shaken by the picture of that dog in my mind. Um, You know, the family coming in crying, but that particular vision stayed with me all of these years. Um, So that's that's my story about fire out of control. So another great thing about heat though, when it's not out of control is through foods. So what foods create heat in the body? We have jalapenos, we have chipotles, which are smoked jalapenos, any hot peppers. Hot peppers or cayenne pepper helps to stoke the fire in the belly by creating extra heat, which will also help to boost the metabolism. Not everybody likes hot, spicy food. Then Another great antispasmodic, which is not necessarily a hot pepper or spicy, but it's spicy to me, is ginger. Ginger has been used for thousands of years. Um, It's a root, and it's been used to help with nausea, um, stomach issues. So again, to help us um, physically with many, many different um, 
uh, conditions and symptoms. But according to Anthony William, the medical medium, who I mention almost every week, ginger is ideal for those who feel forced to hold back what they have to say. When you are silenced, there are circumstances where the right course of action is to speak up anyway. He also says ginger teaches us that we don't always have to have insight. Ginger helps us to break through um, and find solution in order to let go of what's not helping us. We don't have to process everything or stress ourselves out of relieving it. Um, we don't have to react. There, you know. So he, he basically says that just like we can turn to ginger to work the kinks out of our muscles and the knots out of our stomachs, we can let it work as an antispasmatic magic on our souls, cleansing us of wounds and damage without us having to do anything other than let it. So fire, tapas, heat, Agni the fire god. Today's recipe that I want to tell you about, I'm actually going to give you two different recipes because I want to talk about the peppers and I want to talk about ginger. You've been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A with Alice.com. First recipe I'm going to give you is ginger limeade. Ginger limeade. So this is again from Anthony Williams' uh, Healing Foods book. Uh, it consists of a quarter cup of raw honey, four cups of water, uh, about a tablespoon of ginger. So that's about a three-inch piece of ginger, you know, minced up really, really small. About a cup of lime juice. Uh, so, you know, you may want to have about 10 limes on hand and a quarter cup of, of mint leaves. So basically you heat up the honey and a cup of water or two cups of water, you let that dissolve, um, and then you uh, let it cool a little bit, and then you ground up, you know, you, or you juice your ginger. You could, I, you could either chop up your ginger really small or juice your ginger in a, in a juicer. If you don't have a juicer, I just say chop it, mince it really small, put it in that hot water, and then put the cooling water after your honey's um, dissolved and you've had the hot water and the ginger to pick up, and then um, you could do that. Or just make ginger water at, with the juicer. So ginger limeade, it is delicious, it's refreshing, and it's also very healing. And ginger also helps to cool the body when it's hot in the summer. So that's one exceptional really valuable um, asset of ginger. The recipe I love for jalapenos, cayenne, and chipotes, and remember chipotes are a um, smoked jalapeno, and be careful when buying chipotes in a can. Some cans of chipotes are full of so much shit you would not believe it. So read the label on your can of chipotes. There's many different brands and I would buy a brand with less crap and one with a, a decent oil um, as opposed to one made with canola oil and without too much artificial nonsense. You don't want to, you know, add artificial flavors. Um, and you could also buy dry chipotes and then make them yourself. But chipotes and adobo sauce in the can is really good if you can buy a clean brand. So my recipe for 
red and black bean chili. So at a, off the top of my head, I make this all the time and I don't use a recipe. I use whole cumin seeds. I, I heat up a large uh, ceramic pot and I put like a teaspoon or more of whole, a whole cumin seeds in. I also may use coriander whole or powdered, but I wait for the, the seeds to smoke. If you're using coriander seeds, you wait for them to toast as well with the cumin seeds. Then I'll add a chopped up whole onion. Uh, let that, uh, well, I'll put some oil down first, a little bit of oil, and I'll use avocado oil because it's pretty high heat. Um, and I'll put uh, down a minced up, a chopped up whole onion. Then I'll let that heat up a little bit and get a little clear until the onion starts to look like it's cooking a little bit. Then I'll add some garlic, maybe a clove, maybe two cloves. Then I'll add a little bit of minced up ginger, just a teeny bit, uh, basil leaf, about a teaspoon to a tablespoon of chili powder. I'll add about a teaspoon of oregano. I'll add some cayenne. Um, and then I will add my red bell pepper, chopped up very small. I'll add a jalapeno, maybe a half a jalapeno, depending how hot the jalapeno is. I will add at least one chipotle. Now, a chipotle is a smoked jalapeno with the adobo sauce if it's available, or I'll just maybe just do jalapeno if I don't have any chipotles in the house with the adobo sauce. Um, then I will let that cook down a little bit. Then I'll add a, uh, about a can of tomatoes with juice. So you can use whole tomatoes, but they're going to have to cook down because you want to chop them up. Or you could just add a can of chopped tomatoes. I don't particularly like the cans of chopped tomatoes. So I use a, uh, an Italian brand of whole tomatoes and I let that cook down and the juice. You could add some tomato juice, but I just add a lot of tomatoes as I like my chili to be uh, a little bit more tomatoey tasting than not. And I'll let that cook down until my tomatoes break down. And then I will add two cans of black beans and a can of red beans rinsed and, and cleaned off. Because if you're using canned beans, you want to rinse them really well so that like um, that kind of that liquid is kind of slimy. Rinse that off really well. If you're making your own beans from dry, which is really way better for us, um, you want your beans to be pre-cooked so that you're not adding um, dry beans to your chili. And after I add the beans, I may need to add some stock or tomato juice. I may add a little bit of stock for a little bit more liquid. May depends how much tomato juice I have in the pot for my tomatoes. I'll put it down to a simmer um, or like a low two to three cover on it. Heat it for about mm, another 15, 20 minutes. Take the top off. Then I will turn it off. I will squeeze a whole or a half of lime into the chili. And I will top it either with um, a vegan, um, say, yogurt, something that resembles a vegan sour cream, or some chopped up um, avocado. And there you have it. And so that is, and you could serve it over rice, so with rice, or you could make yourself um, some lovely 
vegan um, no wheat tortillas. Um, I love the, they have this brand um, of no wheat tortillas and I'm drawing a blank on Siete. Siete is no wheat. They have chickpea, they have almond flour, they have a couple of different ones, cassava flour, amazing. So you could put that chili in a tortilla or just heat up a tortilla and just use it as a scooper. Um, that's my recipe for the black and red bean chili using jalapenos, cayenne, chipotles. I gave you the recipe for ginger limeade. I talked to you about Agni the fire god and fire, tapas, heat, austerity, discipline, and how amazing it, amazing how many things that fire and heat has been used for for generations, including helping to heat our homes, heal us, um, and the food that helps to heal us. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Alice Saltzman with the podcast you've been listening to is Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Thank you. See you next time.